The Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast. And I know you're hearing that tune, and it's a little different than what we normally have here. And uh, obviously this week, the music world lost an absolute legend. Someone who has had a hand in... I mean, if you've enjoyed the sounds of, of guitar... I mean, just listen to that. If you've enjoyed things like that in the last 40 years, you've been influenced uh, by Mr. Eddie Van Halen. And uh, the world lost a true genius and just maverick in the art world this week. Um, 65 years old, throat cancer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely brutal. And when I was thinking about, you know, yeah, obviously you don't want to start on a downer, you know, on, on a great podcast, but I'll tell you what, man, um, celebrate the life of the great late Eddie Van Halen and, uh, the Everyman podcast, you know, expresses our deepest sympathies to the, to the family and, um, you know, put some Panama on this weekend, put some jump on. Obviously this is, this is kind of a bonus special week. We're, we're dropping two in one hot week and uh, mm-hmm. it's Friday. It's a special every man episode. And uh, you know, this weekend I'm going to be, I'm going to be slamming the Van Halen, you know, I, I have to do it. Do it. And he's, it's, it's like one of those guys, like if you, if you like dream <laughs> theater, if you like between the Barry and me, if you like mm-hmm. any, any band going today, if you like baby metal, you like the band baby metal. Oh yeah. They were directly influenced by Mr. Edward Van Halen. So I think uh, the big thing is influence. I think you, you hit it right on the head. Like, you know, influence is huge, especially with Van Halen. Well, like it just ripples through time and oh, like yeah, how many thousands of young men and young women picked up a guitar because they heard, heard those sounds that he was making and they went, holy shit, I have to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's mm-hmm. doing, but I need a piece. Absolutely, absolutely. So now that we've we've expressed that, Daryl, it's been it's been a hot couple weeks here. I mean, yeah, man. you know, the, the the Everyman Podcast. You know, sometimes we have to we have to record a couple episodes and then and then push them out because our, our schedules have been very hectic and we had a lot yeah. of things going on. So it was weird. I was saying to Daryl this today. I was like, bro, like. This is like the longest we've gone without really having a long conversation since we didn't know each other. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. A lot of stuff going on, man. I mean, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL with games and COVID and shit like shutting down. But even more so just business, man. You would think like with the uncertain or, uh, uncertain circumstances. The uncircumcised. In, right. You know, <laughs> the uncircumcised. <laughs> you would think like, you know, um, Maybe like work isn't really as as hot as it is, or even with like some of the shutdowns or the, you know, changes in the, the game plan for schedules on on things like that. But um, you know, honestly, it's it's been a, a shit ton of work to do, man. I, I imagine you've been the same way. Oh you yeah. Know, what was your job? You know, but I oh, think yeah. we both have been getting kicked in the balls here. Yeah, it's been weeks, it's been tight. It's been tight, and <clears throat> um, but you know. Nevertheless, the journey continues, and the, oh, the yeah, march, have to. the have march, to. the march towards 100 podcasts continues. And um, mm-hmm. you know, we've had, the, you know, we talked a lot the summer of the Everyman. You know, this was like uh, we had some amazing guests on over the summer, and we're going to continue to have amazing guests. And this is one we haven't done in a while, where it's just me and the big dog, just kind of chapping it up and just catching up with what's going on in our lives. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, I called you, uh, you know, I guess last Monday, and we talked kind of about my my experience that I had over my birthday weekend. So I recently mm-hmm. turned 31 
and um, yeah. you know, feeling like a big dog, uh, feeling like a, feeling like an old dog. But apparently, I'm just <laughs> I'm just about to enter my prime. That's from what I've yeah. been reading. So, um, this year, you know, we didn't really get a chance to. Obviously, at the beginning of the year, we talked about this. We went out to Anaheim, did Nam, and you know, Disneyland and all that fun stuff. And then the world slowed down and stopped through screeching mm-hmm. halt. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess we're not doing anything this summer. So we we did a lot of like weekend, you know journeys like just you go out you know go up to the go up to the range in the mountains have a little good time um but didn't really get to go anywhere this summer um as we were hoping to so we were like you know what for my birthday let's go somewhere so we we found an awesome uh cabin out in the middle of nowhere pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and we're like all right let's make a little little journey of it so i had some really cool experiences and we went to Lancaster first. We spent a night in Lancaster. Now, a lot of people, when they meet you, when you're traveling, and you tell them you live in Pennsylvania, yeah, they know two things about Pennsylvania. They know Philadelphia, and they know the Amish. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you don't say you live in Philadelphia, then they think you live near the Amish. Because that's... It's weird, because growing up near Philadelphia, I feel like a, like a suburban city person. Where I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, but like at 10 miles in each direction of where I live, it's like, it is actually pretty much Amish land. There's yeah. a lot of wide open land in PA. Um, right. But we went to Lancaster, which is the proper Amish, you know, horse and buggy, no tech, no cell phones, etc. Oh, yeah. And one of the great things about the Amish is, I mean, they've got, uh, they've got the farming and the baking down pat. Pretty much, Firmly. and Firmly. they they have the, uh, you know, they have the smorgasbord out there. Now I know what you're thinking, like, oh my god, how could you go to a buffet in these uncircumcised circumstances? Mm-hmm. Well, I did some Google reviews and I read them, and it turns out they're quite, quite serious about their their process. And this is pretty interesting. So first of all, they only allowed 25 percent capacity. So this place is mm-hmm. called Shady Maple. Now, you listen to this podcast. Type in Shady Maple, PA. Take a look at this shit. It's unbelievable. It's the largest buffet in the United States. Oh, wow. Okay? And it's my birthday. Okay? I'm not going to not go there on my birthday. I'm sorry. No, you got to go in. You got to be a part of that 25%. Yeah. I'm going to find my way into that top 25%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, find our way in. They've got, like, you're sitting, like, one out of every 10 booths. Like, it's insane. And this place is massive. Mm-hmm. And you have to wear, you have to get a new pair of gloves and a mask every time you go through the thing. And there was all these, and you had to, it was all regulated. And obviously I'm fine and healthy and everybody's dandy and they've had no issues with these uncircumcised circumstances. So, mm-hmm. big dog. I'm eating like ribeyes, mashed yeah. potatoes, yeah, a slice of pizza, mac and cheese, green beans cheesecake like it was like the most ridiculous combination of food i could come up with like you know just chicken wings fried chicken and it's all amish food so it's like all natural organic no preservatives right like just and and i'm not like a buffet guy by any means but this is like a high-end yeah you know like it's a special special circumstance you got to go with it Oh yeah, so I'm they have, like charcuterie boards and stuff with like oh, cheeses yeah. and meats. Oh dude, yeah, and like oh, they nice. they had everything. I mean, it was like, I mean, just the 
just the beverage options alone. Like oh, they had like a whole machine of like old timey sodas where it's like cream soda, birch beer, cherry birch beer, nice. you know, like uh it, just orange orange cream soda. Like it was just the, oh, it was the orange bomb. cream soda. Oh. Chocolate milk dispenser, like a whole thing of chocolate milk. And then they Jeez. have like all these desserts and then they have like an ice cream machine and like, you know, cheesecakes and pies yeah, and dude. creme brulee. Uh, fucking bananas. Okay. Bananas, I yeah. highly recommend anyone that can hear the sound of my voice to go to the Shady Maple Smorgasbord mm-hmm. in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's great. And, yeah. you know, Lancaster, it's just so much farming. Everywhere you go, it smells like cow poo. And uh, so, you, so you're, you're conflicted because you, you just had this great meal and you come out, it smells like poo. But it's okay. And yeah. um, so, you know, I had... I had an interesting observation. You know, Lancaster County is very rural. And then there's the city of Lancaster, which is just is is like any, you know, kind of forgotten steel town in Pennsylvania or mm-hmm. West Virginia or Kentucky or any oh, of those. Yeah. You know, they call them the Rust Belt states where Ooh, you right. had a lot of American industry um, that for a lot of various reasons that we don't have to get into you know, industry left. And then you have poverty, generational poverty, because there's no opportunity, because the thing that they did there is no longer there. And right. they, there's no other reason to be there other than maybe a zinc mine or a coal mine or whatever. Um, you know, Pittsburgh had this issue for a long, long time with, with the closing of all the steel mills. And then you see that the rural kind of, from from a modern perspective, you might think it's primitive, the way that these Amish people are living, and it it makes you think like, well, life is the the human experience is is kind of suffering, you know, and it's it's hard work, but like it's hard work if you do this, and it's also hard work if you're just farming like a sustenance farmer, living with no electricity, right. but it's both hard. But I bet you yeah. they are a lot happier because they're not dealing with social media and all this other crazy shit and, you know, all these other external influences because they're just focused on their families and, and their, their growth yeah. and, um, and like being healthy. And it's, it just, it was, it was really, it was very eye opening and made me think a lot about what I do and how I spend my time. And like, maybe, maybe I got to get out of the rat race a little bit. Maybe I need to kind of do more things for myself in that, like, maybe I need to contribute more to my survival. It made me, it made me start thinking that. Right. So, so that's, that's what we're doing. And then we drive up three and a half hours to our cabin. Right. Now the cabin was, was beautiful. And, um, it was kind of South of state college, mm-hmm. but, no cell reception, nothing. So luckily I had downloaded the maps beforehand on Google Maps and we get up there. And, yeah. um, then I'm looking around and I'm thinking the same thing. Like, well, there's not a lot here. There's no industry here. This life is hard too. And these people must feel forgotten. As I'm driving, because we get off the turnpike and it was like 40 miles off the turnpike north. So if you, if you, if you look at a map of Pennsylvania, okay, and, and you go from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and halfway through, you just go up. There's right. not, there's nothing there. There's like v- nothing. It's just, it's, it, you know, that's, they call it Pennsylvania for a reason. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, 
it's as as rural or as southern and kind of it's weird like a weird southern pocket of pennsylvania it feels southern and um you know i'm driving through these towns and the first one of the first things i noticed was we we came through this town that there was an old zinc mine and now the mine's closed and you saw old signs for it and we drove through the main street and it was just there was one traffic light you know, like a mail, a, a post office, a little town hall, and just maybe like 10 houses. And then we s- slowed down past this World War II monument, and there was about 50 names on it. And the header of it was, you know, to our sons and brothers who never came home in World War II. Yeah. And, and you think like, man, like, that's like yeah. most of the men from this town of that age that were gone. And then you have things like industry shutting down. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder why pockets of our country feel isolated and divided and separated, whether it's ideologically or in a financial sense, there's, there's things we just overlook. And, And I'm not saying this to be like, Oh look! Look at how worldly I am. I've seen rural poverty. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, there's there's forgotten Americans, forgotten humans, in yeah. every corner in every pocket of this country. And whether it's it's in an urban environment and you have people that are overlooked and just kind of glossed over as non-essential, and maybe we don't need yeah. to invest in these people. You got the same thing all over Pennsylvania yeah. in these little towns. And you can get on the turnpike, get past Harrisburg and drive north. And I bet you, you'll find a lot of towns like that. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're working our way up the mountain, getting our way to the cabin, you see less and less people, houses, cars going by. There's one stretch. It was like, you know, 35 minutes. I didn't see another car. It was weird because yeah. you're used to just being around people, you know, and like, then we realized, like, holy shit, I've been on this road for 15 miles and there's no lines on it. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you, you're just, you, you, all of a sudden, like, we're, dis, we're kind of ascending into less and less humanity. And you get up there and there's, it was, a, it was kind of like a shell shock at first because we've been driving around all day. And, like, you called me, you wished me happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, man, thank you, bro. I love you, man. I, I'm trying to figure out, like, I barely have a connection. I'm trying to hear you. I'm, let me get on the Wi-Fi. I'm trying to figure this out. Then, like, the, I'm, I'm like, the Internet's not working in the house. So, I, like, I have to, like, reboot this router, you know. And then I'm fucking with this DSL router. And I'm like, what is this yeah. bullshit? You know, and then, I, and then, like, I'm trying to bring my life with me to this place, okay? Right. And this is my point. Right. I'm trying to cram my way of living that I've experienced here that's a, only a result of where I happen to come out of the womb at in this lovely suburban area. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to cram that lifestyle into a place with no internet, no cell reception, you know, the closest grocery store is 50 minutes away. Yeah. You know, I'm stressing over like, we got to bring enough food. We're not going to have enough food. We're not going to have enough shit. I need a bag, two bags of Doritos and gummy bears and a dozen donuts. And you know, like I'm like freaking out because like I'm used to just like, Oh, you want a coffee? I'll just run up to Wawa, 
or I'll go up to the 7-Eleven, I'll come back five minutes, we'll have a coffee, you know, um, being, being used to having that, all that stuff and trying to cram my way of life into something that's not designed for it, cannot support it from a structural standpoint. It's just, this is, the infrastructure is not there. Yeah. And, and you have two options. You can either like throw a hissy fit and be miserable that you can't watch Hulu <laughs> you know, or you can be like, wait a minute, I'm going to adapt to, to, to my circumstance and like what, oh, I'm, yeah. what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I felt, I felt like we got so much closer to just nature. And it's like, mm-hmm. it sounds so stupid and obvious, but it was really like eye opening to, to get away from all of this for three or four days and just see open space, you know, look straight ahead and not see things that are tall in your peripherals, you know, other mm-hmm. than trees. And, uh, you know, got to do some little light off-roading with the Jeep and some, some hiking. And we, we, there was the cemetery in the state park that was like mm-hmm. up a mountain that we, we hiked to. And some of the gravestones were from like 1813 Nicholas yeah. crumb, shout out to the crumbs. Crumbs. You know, it's just, I mean, but just the whole thing was like, really made you think about, how how different life can be in a three hour drive. Well, I mean, I think it's awesome that to to get that perspective. I think that's also one of the reasons why like I got out of the whole social media game, man, just because and I'm just speaking for me. Like I know there was a point where like I was just addicted to it. And like it was one of those deals where it started to take the control of how to define who I was rather than me actually defining who I was. And, the, you know, when you get to that point to where, and I, I think I might've mentioned this to you before, where you're like, just like people, people are, like your friends will say, Hey, you know what? We haven't had a, an actual conversation like uh, either in person or on the phone, but like, I know you are avail- available right now, but you're only replying to me through like Facebook or whatever social media because you're sucked so, in so, you know because you because you're in so like yep. to to have that to have that perspective and to go from like the city to the rural and then just being a cabin you know which you love and then just have to take everything in that's nature that's you know not a cell phone that's not wi-fi that's you know not tech and just enjoy the moment and just be present, be fully present in that. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's awesome. I think on top of that is, is that you might think that maybe, you know, rural poverty or city poverty, one's harder than the other. But I think, I think the biggest misdirect is like keeping those kind of ideas separate in that, you know, those people, that are, that are suffering in those ways that have those disadvantages have a lot of, a lot more in common than, uh, you might think on, on a, on a surface level. Yeah. And you know what, that, you know, between both that's, there's a, there's a microcosm of that everywhere in every state, yep. you know what I mean? So you, you connect the dots and then you, you can see wholesale how, how, how similar those two dynamics are across America, fuck man, across the world, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think it's, I just think it's, it's, 
it's good to consider that, you know, yeah, when sure. you're, when you're, you know, you try to not make generalizations about people or, or groups or, you know, they say like people say like the flyover States, you know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people there they are probably really good people. Yeah. And, um, you know, it might, might help you out if you needed it. And, oh, yeah. um, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was reflective. And, and also I noticed like when, when we did come across somebody, it seemed like we appreciated seeing them and they appreciated seeing us because we hadn't seen another person mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's interesting. That's, that's that fellow man shit, man. Like that yeah. just common, common bond and just common natural genuflection when like, you know, Hey, idealistically and just like in this moment and being present, like we talked about before, mm-hmm. I see you, I appreciate you. It's like that shit, like, uh, from like avatar, not to throw avatar in there, but like when they were like the Navi were like, Hey, I see you. Yeah. That's that type of shit I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of avatar, avatar two and three, they got to come out eventually. Right. Dude, they have to, man. Everything's like, getting pushed back. So much, like, there's only so much, like, you know, bottom of the ocean explore, exploration that you can do for inspiration, fucking Cameron. Like, yeah. get, get back to us, bro. Get your shit together, James to Cameron. Us, Come on, man. What a guy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I still haven't seen that latest Terminator movie. I don't think I'm ever going to put myself through it because why not bro it was so awesome. the new one the, the new one i i just i just i'm 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 a i'm a fucking slut for terminator anything so i like, love yeah but didn't they like, like redo the whole story with like you know what like like you like it they changed the timeline that way. It, it starts off that way but then like as the movie goes along you're like oh but i think for some people if you watch this last one that oh comes a little bit too late for you I'll have to give it a chance. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll give it a shot. Je- I've got I'm Gemini Man in the queue. I'm going to watch that this weekend because you haven't uh, seen I haven't Man? seen Gemini Man yet. No. Adam yeah. Sandler's got a new. I love the Adam Sandler Netflix movies. They're like, those yeah. are, they get, they, they speak to my heart. Did and say, uh, he's got a Halloween gems, movie. Right? No, not yet. Gems. I didn't see that one. That one wasn't. You didn't see Uncut Gems? Uh, I didn't watch it yet. But well, it was too, uh, you know, like, we were talking about uh, oh. sports betting. I didn't want to watch a movie. I'm having fun with a little bit of sports betting. I don't want to watch a movie about a guy wow. bottoming out on it. It's on my list. Well, I'll get to it. It was just heavy. It's a heavy film. I've been not watching a lot of heavies lately. It's, it's heavy good, bro. Yeah? All right. Mm-hmm. It's like three hours of just yeah. fucking. That's what I hear. My eyes are open like this. It's great. Really? Is that, it's oh, intense? Yeah. Dude, it's like. It's a, it's a good ride, bro. All right. It's a good ride. All right, I'll check it out. I love a good ride. Yeah, and hey, and you know how like we we have that whole like cosmic canoe, like like just that we we are fans of things that are different. You know what I mean? Very true. So like this, it starts and it finishes on some fucking crazy. Like if I was high, it would be awesome. All right, I'm gonna get even into more that. awesome type. I'm gonna get you, into you that. know what I'm talking about. And then, you know what I'm talking about. Of course, and and you know. I know this Borat two is coming out in a couple of weeks. I don't even want to watch a trailer for it because I just want to be. Nice. I just want to be. You know, that is one of the only times I've Did peed we? my pants. I'm not kidding. When I saw that for the first time in the movie theater, when the guy, when his assistant gets naked and they chase each other through the hotel, I literally peed my pants. I dribbled a little pee in my pants in the movie theater. Bro, it was so funny, and like I've never heard laughter in a, in a movie theater like that. Bro, anytime you go to a book signing and want to throw, actually try to throw Pamela Anderson into like a bank. Genius. Bro, it's over. Comedy, like I was, comedy I was genius. I just can't believe he was able to, that he was able to find people. Maybe it was long enough time 
that didn't know who he was as that character. That just oh. that, that blows my mind. That like Borat, Ali G, like how does that even like I didn't I thought it was just too but it's the same and you're like, how does he how Yeah, he he's good at off? he's good at uh you know a talented a talented character actor for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean look, there's a lot of good stuff. It's fall, you know, Halloween is coming, even though it's I don't know. It's funny, it's like the one one holiday you're supposed to wear masks and cover your face. Some people are like, Oh, we can't do Halloween. Oh, I don't know. You I was, I was wondering mask. about that though, brother Jay. Like, what what do the kids do? Like, I mean, I mean, you can you can you? Well, why I mean, couldn't you? Safe to? Why couldn't like, you? I, look, me, you, you know how we are. We're like, fuck, hey, let's do it. Well, but, I'm just I mean, thinking. If you have a mask on, what's the difference? This is the thing. What's the difference between that and going to the grocery store? If you're wearing a mask and the person at the door is wearing a mask, true. Very true. You know? Yeah. But then I guess people are going to be like, oh, it could get on the Kit Kat wrapper. I don't know. Well, plus you can do that whole fucking, well, that's but, the thing. Yeah, but here's yeah, the that, thing. But that, here's the thing. Yeah. And we talked about this last year, right? And you were, you corrected me. You're like, no, bro, this is a real thing. Yeah. People have been worried about bad people putting shit in kids' candy forever. Sorry, and it actually bro. happens. Forever. Check out last year's Halloween Spectacular. We talked about it. Yeah. I thought it was baloney. Daryl set me straight. We were already worried about get, you know, like, come on. It's a risk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. I, for one, will be handing out candy here at the Everyman, mm-hmm. the Everyman uh, yep. top secret location. Um, because I, I like, uh, you know what I love to do? I love to, when a little kid has like a costume that I recognize, I'll be like, oh man, Iron Man's here. And see that oh, smile, that's that's and they it. get pumped that's up. It. Or like, if you know that the kid's like, "Oh, that's Max Steel," and the kid's like, "You know who Max Steel is?" I'm like, "Boy, oh, yeah. I was playing with Max Steel when I was fucking twenty years ago." Right? Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They love that, you know. I love. I like. I like interacting with children in that way. Like being being like caught up in the excitement. It's the same way, like when I go to WWE events, and I've got my title belt because I'm mm-hmm. because I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, and I see a kid with the title belt. I'll be like, "Hey, you defending yours tonight or what?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna beat John Cena." I, a little kid at WrestleMania told me, "Like, yeah, I'm gonna beat John Cena." I'm like, "Yeah, you are." You know, <laughs> and like that moment—that's a great moment for that kid, and he'll remember that hopefully. You know, yeah, um, but I just love encouraging, you know, the imagination. Yeah, got to man. Imagination. Put it in the youth. Imagination. <laughs> Imagine. Remember that? Yeah, the event. Man, Imagination Land. Imagination Land, uh, the South Park. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, they just, the pandemic special was great last week. I don't know if you got a chance oh, to see sweet. that yet. But I'll tell you what, man. Um, I've been enjoying my booty bidet. You know, if you haven't had a chance mm. to check out uh, some booty wipes, now is a great time to do it. You know, get on Amazon, use promo code EVERYMAN to save 20% off your first order of booty wipes or booty wipes, ladies, or the booty bidet. I mean, the booty bidet has changed my life. Um, Dude, we got to talk about booty wipes because I don't know, I don't know what Fay is doing with these things, but like, I feel like there's a little bit more softness, a little bit more aloe, a little bit more something in there. Yeah. That's giving me extra when I go down to take care I go of down it. the mile. It's uh, that last brown mile. I, pre- I, I appreciate this. Yeah. It's, there's definitely a sense of nourishment and 
really just kind of gentle caring for your hindquarters when you use the booty wipes. I, I'm a big fan. So promo code everyman, uh, you know, on Amazon. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, we'll put that in the bio as well sure. here in the show notes. So, I mean, Daryl, we talked about it a little bit. NFL, I mean, look, the Steelers look good. I'm, I'm hyped about the Steelers. I'm a little mm-hmm. upset that the, that the week four got postponed and the Steelers yeah. bye week ends up now being like week 11. And, the right. t- and it's like it just doesn't seem fair that the Steelers get punished for another group of uh, grown, highly paid, highly – Highly informed, highly regulated group of professional athletes could not, for whatever reason, follow the rules that they set themselves in place for. Yeah. And it cost a lot of people a lot of opportunities. And it sucks. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if the NFL is anything indicative of just general population, right? Like, th- these are young men, not all of them, but most of them young men that are, you know, paid handsomely. And they're essentially being told to go to work, work, come back home, and then be tested and no-swapped every fucking day and not really go mix amongst the population um, doing extracurricular activities. Now, here's the thing, and the problem with that is me, me, Justin, Brother Jay, Brother Jay, you at your job, you understand the different protocols and things that are in place that basically dictate, hey, I have to handle and do my shit so that I can take care of my family. I have to handle and do my shit so I can be cognizant of the, sh- the things that are going on out here. So my health isn't jeopardized, nor the people in my household, and nor my family that, that's around me, right? Some people just don't subscribe to that same right. rational form of thought. So, like, for them, it's like, you know what, fuck, I want to go out and do some shit. And you know what? Ill-advised th- decisions are being made, and then it costs games it costs schedule it costs you know um structure and 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 because of that and i'm not saying it's just because of that because you know we have you know there there are people that are part of organizations that are like just just regular office workers that are going to gyms and coming back and pass shit along too so it's not just them but you we, we we have to be you have to be we just gotta be fucking smarter man that's just that's just what it comes down to you get, we got to be smarter about the decisions that we're making out here so that we can keep everybody safe and we can keep this business rolling. That's just, that's just period point blank. So yeah. And it's, it's one thing if you have to lose one or two players because things happen, but when you have to like, when you're dropping six, seven players and then this guy, the coach and the coordinator and this guy, like, it's it's like, what are you guys doing? You know, it's the ripple effect. And it's like, I just, I mean, Look, we all know what we're supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it sets kind of like a bad – It's con- it sends a confusing message because someone could look at that and be like, oh, my God, it's so easy to get. But it's like, right. well, in reality, you're comparing yourself to somebody that's like hyper-socialized and is in a whole different mix than you are. Right. So like them getting it doesn't necessarily indicate how likely you are to get it. Mm-hmm. It indicates that if you go out to nightclubs and shit three times a week, right? You know what I mean. Like, and right. you're and you're not being smart, then yeah, you're probably gonna yeah. catch something. Yeah, it's just so. like you said, being smart. That's that's all it is, being smart. And I feel, I believe that ninety nine point nine percent of people are doing it, but it's the other point whatever right. percent, bro, that that you have to worry about that's not being smart. All right, and then because of the nature of the game, one person getting it on a team, you're in such close quarters and such 
such contact all the time, mm-hmm. it spreads quick. So like yeah. I'm not I'm I'm for me I'm surprised it took this long for something to happen. Yeah. And and I hope that obviously I hope that it keeps going. I mean without a doubt, obviously. But yeah. I mean I just I just want to see it happen. I want to see it go all the way through that mm-hmm. we can get our shit together as a as a it's almost like a, a microcosm of the country. Like if yeah. all, all 32 franchises can come together, get their shit together, keep it, keep the wheels on the track. Right. We all can, you know? Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, you know, that being said, my Steelers are looking fierce. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt. It's like right now, I think we've got the best Watt at this point of JJ's. Well, I mean, we, we, that I think is, that goes without even being said. I mean, you, you and I both know that, well, one injuries. That's what I mean. And two, and just overall performance. He's just not this. I'll put it to you like this. I, I I know a bunch of my friends are going to be like, what the fuck, man? Why would you, here's the thing. There was a point in time where JJ Watt was Ivan fucking Drago. Oh yeah. Like of the league. Right. Yep, and I mean he's he's fucking on pretty much know, two and a half years straight, dude. He was on Letterman doing like forty-five inch vertical leaps in like church shoes and like pleated pants. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this big thing just disseminate, disseminated on the league and just kind of pushed down about substances and stuff you're not supposed to take. And all of a sudden, within like a year's time, he looked like fucking. He wasn't as jacked anymore. He wasn't this anymore. Like I. I have my own reservations as to why that is. Yeah. But once that happened, we haven't seen the same JJ Watt and the same JJ Watt has been getting his ass injured like nobody's business. So just saying. Yeah, it's it makes you wonder. But at the same time, there's a lot of guys that are able to they're they're thriving under these rules. You know, it's like when they yeah. change the kind of the, the tackle zone rules. And it's like, well, like James Harrison was like, What am I supposed to do? And he was like, Well, yeah. you're gonna have to adjust, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, now yeah. you got like Vince Williams coming through the middle just punishing people mm-hmm. in a whole new way. And it's great yeah. to see, um, you know, that's that I don't want to get too much on the Steelers, but I feel good about the Steelers this year. I really hope, uh, you know, I said, if the Lakers win a championship, it shouldn't count. But if the Steelers win a championship this year, it's definitely going to count in my eyes. Yeah. So, well, I, I will say this. I am glad football is back. Oh, hell Regardless yeah. Sunday I'm, football Sundays, man. I'm sitting there watching red so zone for eight hours, back. you know, oh, bro. eight oh, o'clock yeah. at night. My fiance's like, I think I've had enough. I'm tired of football. We were talking about that Thursday night to start the season. I was like, yo, this is the first time I've been able to watch a game. Yeah. Like as a fan and just enjoy it. Not a part of my job in 10 years. Like that's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all it takes is some uncircumcised circumstances and uh, Mm -hmm. you get, you get what you're asking for there. So, I mean, NFL's NFL's popping, you know, the every man is popping. Yeah. We're, we're having a great time, you know, a lot of, a lot of cool, a lot of cool things coming up. Um, as always, you know, and uh, we're going to continue to mix it up, you know, pro athletes, musicians, entertainers, uh, dragon tamers, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, mystic warriors. Who knows? Hey, there you go. Mystic warrior. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. There's there's a lot going on in the world. Um, there's a lot to take in. There's a lot of different direction coming from all angles everybody telling you what to think and what to mm-hmm. what to do and how to behave and all this stuff and you know out of all these this is episode 88 
88 episodes of the Everyman Podcast. We, we don't tell you how to think or what to do or even what we think. Oh, man. But we will tell you this. Shine your light. That's it. Love the ones you're with. Love the people mm-hmm. around you. Be, be a beacon for other people to kind of just be like, you know what? Why is that guy so happy? Sit I want to be like him. And you know what? I get days where I'm like, like today, I was getting getting slammed at work. Not like I, not anything bad, just super busy, super high pressure, very intense work. And the stakes are very high. Yeah. And you still got to find a way to shine a light. Dude, absolutely. That's, that's what the everyman and the everywoman is all about. And, you know, just like we started this podcast today, we're going to wind it down in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave you with a little Van Halen. Big dog. It's been a pleasure, brother. I love you, man. Always. Love you, too. Let's take it away with uh, Eddie and the boys here.